Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Sizing Up, the Giants' podcast. After a month-long hiatus, it's good to be back. I'm your host, Jack Despeck, and unfortunately, I'm without Colossal Maker. Um, always dedicating this podcast to him when he's not here. But this week, on this episode, I have a very special guest, and it's awesome coming back to um, an episode like this with a new guest. So... Without further ado, I'll let them introduce themselves. Um, hello, everyone. This is Maven Keys, better known as Elevated Maven on some, most platforms. That was my original platform. Now you might know me on a couple new ones as Prodigiously Maven. But I, Maven Keys, I'm here with Jack, the spec. I'm so excited. Hi, Jack. Oh, hello, Maven. It's exciting to have you on here. This is an episode that everyone's been looking forward to, and also I mean, we've been looking forward to it too. So it's awesome to have you on. Definitely, um, just your rise in the community has been great to see. I remember um, you were one of the first models I did an edit for, and I remember you were just starting, so you were still growing. And I know after a few shoutouts from fellow creators like Micro and Zach and a few others, you started a blow up in popularity. And um, it's just been awesome seeing your content throughout, you know, the time I've known you and seen your work. So um, it's awesome to have you on and I'm excited to have you. Well, I am equally still to be here. Um, thank you for the kind words. And I would say, I would extend almost the exact same things to you because I feel like we might have started here like the same time. I started at the very end of February, beginning of March, and um, doing giant test uh, type edits was never mm-hmm. really on my mind in the beginning. And I don't think it really started until like maybe May of sounds- this year. Um, and yeah. so that's when I kind of started to like dig into like the Instagram community a little bit more. And mm-hmm. I feel like you and I have been like on a similar trajectory. Um, which has been cool because you feel like, you know, it's like we're both trying to do something cool and we don't really know where it's going. And mm-hmm. I know that like I look at some of my old stuff and I'm like, oh, <laughs> but um, it's also fun to see like your path of growth and um, it's really enriching. And I would say the same thing to you. Like you have been doing some awesome stuff and you, my friend, have grown significantly, not in size. <laughs> never in size never in size but in overall like or in energy and just ability like you are growing and it's so cool to see i really appreciate that thank you um and yeah i think we did both start so end of february march i did start i i want to say at the end of march early april so yeah, yeah sounds like we were on the same track starting yeah. around spring of this year and and uh it it's crazy just seeing, like you said, looking back at your work, especially um, as both we are content creators, you know, you always want to be evolving your work and just catering it, catering it to something that you can still have fun with and, you know, appeal to people who like your content. So it's always good to explore that and um, evolving as a content creator is always cool. So that's awesome so i'm (laughs) glad i'm glad that we've both been on this similar path and watching each other grow and have support and i know we're always shouting each other out and um 
we we can i mean that's a whole spiel we can get into later with oh, IG, yeah. <laughs> you know bs but um just making sure that we're both keeping each other up um collaborating when we can and um just the community itself is great so i mean we can dig right into the topic so yeah i mean whatever um, you want to get into let's get it like i'm excited i'm excited also right. can you just tell you recently that when um when i see like uh fellow people posting things outside of um our industry and just like regular every day uh-huh. um the the uh just music posts like really light me up because like i dig on a million types of music and yes. um like seeing your brockhampton post the other day and i was like hell yeah dog i'm like that stuff just like lights me up inside it's like when you know people are like vibing on like different levels even though we're separated in distance it's really awesome love this community that's that's the <laughs> awesome thing about the community like you get you get to know some people outside of the fantasy and they're like really cool people. Like, um, Michael and I, like, I'm pretty sure like he's said, Oh yeah, I play this and that. I'm like, yeah, I got to add you on PlayStation. Like we let's game together, man. So it's it's overall awesome. You can make some great friends from this community. So definitely. So let's dig into the topic. Uh, let's get your backstory. So, um, let, what led you into the giantess fetish itself? And, um, yeah, what do you enjoy about it now? Um, before you started? So like, I'm sure it had to be, you know, getting into this different side of, you know, fetish, because from what I've discovered and what all the guests we've had so far on this fetish is that, They've discovered it either at a young age or it's usually associated with the foot fetish and it transfers into that. But what led you to it and um, what do you enjoy about it? Yeah, um, I would say the latter, um, mainly because I I have started out in in this industry based on morbid curiosity alone. Mm-hmm. I don't, and you know, it's I think it is kind of the universe's way of talking to you a little bit. I don't know how I came across it, but I want to say in like December, January um, of 2020, 2021, mm-hmm. um, I ran across just some random internet article about a very tall fetish model and um, just read about her story and uh, kind of went down a rabbit hole and just did research on a lot of different things. And I'm someone who doesn't like to dive into things. I very much like to gain as much knowledge as I possibly can. So I just started um, absorbing as much information as possible. And one of the things, obviously, when you uh, find yourself in the foot thing in general Mm -hmm. is giantess. uh, And I had no scope on that whatsoever. And I I don't remember the first model that I saw doing it specifically. Um, It might've been um, tall Tasha. um, Ah, Who is, who is great. I know that she takes breaks here and there, but um, I really loved her stuff when I first saw it. And also giantess ginger. um, She's over one of our UK buds across the pond. Mm -hmm. She is an absolutely stunning individual. And I really have like a gravitation towards burlesque. I love burlesque dancers. Um, So she's just a gorgeous person. And then when I saw her take on giantess, I was like, Oh, she's so sexy. This is amazing. Um, 
However, when I saw it, I was like, I get it, sort of, um, <laughs> but I'm not interested in being perceived as a large, huge, massive person right. um, or being that actually did not appeal to me whatsoever. Um, in real life, I am a six foot person barefooted on the ground, um, which is pretty tall for a woman. Um, and uh, people have been commenting on my size my whole life. And uh, most okay. of the times comments aren't always positive, or at least I haven't perceived them as positive because of the manner in which people say them. <laughs> right, right. Um, so when I first saw the giant test stuff, I was like, yeah, I don't want people just calling me massive and huge. Um, that does not appeal to me whatsoever. Um, how, but, um, I don't know how I came across it. I know it was probably, I know I saw your page and someone, oh, I want to say instant giantesses. Um, he reached out to me and asked me if I wanted an edit. And I looked at his page and I assume he, I probably shouldn't, they, whoever they are, um, put me in Tokyo and like in the middle of like a hot spot in Tokyo. And I was mm -hmm. like, wow, that's really kind of cool. And then I started following different editors. I think that's how I found you. And then I found Micro Merchant um, and so on and so forth. And I know I reached out to Micro pretty quickly and was like, hey, I have this idea to like flick tinies across the room. Um, and I had a lot of fun doing that, like so awesome. much fun. Um, and I didn't see myself as a sadistic, like kind of, uh mean person but like this like playful person who was like oh look at these little tiny humans in my room like maybe they won't break if i just like flick them with my giant fingers like it was just like such a fun concept to think about um and yeah i think as far as those edits have continued it's been the same like it's been very playful um and a lot of fun and i think what's the most surprising about it is that I thought I was going to be just like an ordinary like foot model right. and of all the things that I make, I still do regular foot stuff and I have regular everyday foot guys that are just into like big feet and that's fine. Um, but the giant test stuff, uh, in particular, my tinies are the kindest, the sweetest, the most thoughtful, um, and the most endearing people that I have met on this journey. And they constantly give me affirmation. They send me gifts, yourself included, Jack. Um, and just, you know, really lift me up in ways that the ordinary world never has uh, in a positive way. So thank you to all my tinies out there who listen. Um, this is a really cool journey. And I'm happy to be on it. <laughs> that is that is awesome. And that is all you're an absolute goddess, Maven. Let me get that out the oh, way right now. You're sweet. <laughs> if, if anyone knows, I, I've like Maven's one of my favorites. One of the first. <laughs> and basically I've I've gushed about how you like the thing I like about your work is there's always this style or aesthetic that you hit. And it's very unique in itself in it brings 
that aspect of the fetish for me personally into a whole different light because um what we talked about before in previous episodes is that the giant's fetish is layered so there's a lot to it and and it's awesome that it's crazy like i'm pretty sure a lot of the jump going from foot model to giantess had to be wild to you of course sure, um, sure. <laughs> but what what's awesome is like the community the community and it has both its good and its bad apples i'm i'm sure you and me could riff on that for hours <laughs> oh my god do not get me started <laughs> But that's not why we're here. No, no, but no, no, no. If you know, you know. Um, but like this community for what it is, like they, like I love it because everyone, creators to creators included, they're especially kind to one another. They're always looking to help each other out. They're always looking to collab, create something great. And yes. it's not even outside of just doing stuff within the fetish, just checking in on each other, making sure they're all right. You know. Oh yeah, totally. I, because you know we're all human at the end of the day and what's it's probably one of the most underrated things about this fetish in the community that we're in it's it's very wholesome at the end of the day yes yes it is um when it's like you said you're you are already a very tall woman and that you know i can see how that can be difficult to deal with and the comments made about your height you know that could be hurtful and I feel like in this, do you, would you feel like, I'm not going to speak for you, but would you feel like in this community that's embraced and it's something that, how can I say, would you say it's something that you've accepted more as you've grown in this community, pun intended? <laughs> <laughs> yes, 100%. And... um it also, you know, I am older than probably most. I'm not the oldest, but I'm definitely not the youngest in this community. Um, and I will say that, like, my actual height, um, I was six I was six foot when I was in eighth grade. So when I was 13, I was six foot. And mm-hmm. as most of us know, men don't usually catch up to girls until... Uh, usually like sophomore, junior year of high school is kind of seen when most guys hit like their growth spurt. Um, Can't confirm. I was, so, uh, I was one of the shortest boys in my class until I was uh, until I got to my junior year of high school. So I can relate. <laughs> yes. I literally remember coming back from like a summer and seeing a friend who was smaller than me and he was like six, three. And I was like, whoa, what happened to you? Um, it's cool. Like how that happens, like puberty wild. But anyway, I digress. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I've been a really tall girl since I was very young. And when you're bigger than everyone else from the word go, everyone just has to talk about it. And I think that I can, I don't want to speak for all tall people out there, but I will say that what's when people point out your size, your whole life, all you want to do is kind of shrink down. And so I can relate to the tiny's who I've interacted with who are actually, you know, I actual like 
taller than me. I have tinies that are bigger than me and I have tiners that are short Kings as well. Um, and so, but what's interesting is the ones that are taller than me mm-hmm. that, and I'm like, I actually do, I, I do understand where you're coming from in terms of just wanting to feel small, maybe not right. the giantess aspect. I've never felt like I wanted to be crushed underneath someone else, right. but I know what it's like to feel like you just want to be small and just be almost unseen. I totally can relate because people point point you out your whole life. Right. So that can feel a little insecure. Um, but I think what's really cool about this fetish in particular, and then becoming a model in this fetish and also just embracing it, it really does um, take me to another place mentally. You know, I, I feel empowered in this fetish. I feel, uh, very much like a woman on fire, like in the best way possible, like hearing men and, and women alike, just be like, goddess, you are, you are otherworldly. You are not Mm -hmm. of this, you know, you're not of this universe. You're something else like to feel that where the real world doesn't give you that you know, um, that is amazing. I I don't need to be famous in my life. I don't need to be recognized, but it's nice for, you know, people to appreciate what you bring to the table and then give you that affirmation back. Um, you know, yeah, we all do this for money, but at the end of the day, like it makes me feel good to make really good stuff for people that makes them happy. (laughs) That's awesome. And that's, that's that's really um I think at the end of the day it's just being happy with what you create to put out there for the community to enjoy and yeah and you feed off that right you know I'm sure you feel the same way like when you make something you're like wow I actually I did something special here like when you feel it then your Mm -hmm. your your followers feel that as well and I yeah I see that in your stuff as well definitely um it's crazy like as someone, because I've had, I've been dealing with this uh, fetish for, I've had this fetish for, I want to say, since I was in uh, high school. So I've had this for over 10, 12 years. And it's amazing to see how that's evolved into, because it's weird. And it's going to lead to the next question I'm going to ask you, but like, having an outlet for this fetish was I Instagram of all places, which is crazy. Um, Cause little backstory, fun story for the listeners out there. Um, so I was just on Instagram on my personal account and I think it was um, either colossal collages or my, I think it was micro. It was probably micro emergencies um, merchants edit. I saw and I'm like, huh. And I want, and I'm like, let me, let me uh, see if this is an actual, you know, subcategory on Instagram. And you and me both know definitely is Giants Instagram. <laughs> it's a thing. So it is a thing. It is a thing. It, it's crazy. <laughs> like, I, it, it's crazy because I know when I switch from my personal to my, uh, my account, my Giants account, it's like, this, it's like a whole different app to me personally. I'm just like this. This can't be the same app. I go on to see 
photos of my friends doing things and my family doing things and then I switch over and it's just content galore right um, <laughs> but like the coolest thing about it is and I encourage everyone to say like you don't know what you can give this community unless you try oh agreed it, it's crazy so I've always had the graphic design skills and the fact that it's translated to my um edits has been pretty you know it's been pretty fulfilling it's it's cool that I can contribute to a community which I love and something I have a passion for and it come out this way. And um, with video edits, the edits I've done recently that I've started getting into, I didn't learn video editing until this past like summer. So I'm, I'm still very new to it, five months in at least. Sure. And the, the crazy part about it is, you know, um, it's very nice to get the feedback that I've been getting saying, oh, this is awesome. And having people want to collab and it's crazy. I'm sitting here like, I've just learned this. And I, I, I still, I don't think I've reached my best, but when other people are giving you that, you know, that confirmation and you're just getting that feedback to keep going and make more, it, it's awesome. And I think that's when I said, I love this community. I love making things for it. It's a nice hobby that I've, come across and it's wonderful and i guess totally. that leads into my next question um what what was what was your i love this moment when you were driven to just you know make a page on ig twitter etc like what was your aha moment when you just for the for the fetish itself oh man that's that's a really good question um I think, you know, like I said, I didn't really start out as giantess. Um, right. I remember my first post on Twitter was like literally like the last day of February and it was in a bathtub mm -hmm. and it was literally just of my pinky or my big toe, like the in the tub, like saying like my first hello. And it was just like wiggling, like a wiggling boomerang. Okay. And I created an Instagram and I didn't post. I don't think I posted for like, wow, a month, a month or two. I didn't even know. I didn't even know what to do. Mm. You know, I, I really didn't. That's why I was saying earlier, like, I am such, I'm such a slow mover. I'm such an observer and a hard researcher of something. Um, whenever I think I want to like dig in, I, I'm someone that has like varying interests. Um, and I usually pick something up and then I put it down like pretty quickly. I'm like, Oh, that's fun. And then I move on to the next thing. Right. Um, and with this in particular, I feel like once, um, foot modeling, really it started with foot modeling quickly went into fandom mainly because of me having such large feet they do harness their own power um so you know uh fandom kind of came naturally and i also have a financial background corporate in um so i know a lot about money so it's fun to flex that muscle awesome um but uh as far as like the giant test part um that coming about like I was saying earlier with like me following giantess ginger, I think I followed her for quite a bit. And then I started looking at hashtags she was using 
And I think that's kind of just how I started to find people in the community. Um, but as far as like my big, like, aha, I want to say it was when I did the foot swing with micro. Um, because I I think that one is my favorite. I think that's one of the favorites he has that we've done together. Mm -hmm. Um, because you know, him and I have grown in different ways. Um, but that one in particular, I remember I rented an Airbnb. I was staying out in the country. I was shooting content specifically for this. And I think that's another aha thing to me. It's like, I literally am taking time away from my real life. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I am renting location. I am picking out specific outfits. I am setting up things um, in a particular way because aesthetics are super important to me. Um, But like the fact that I'm like, this is my own time. Like this isn't a business necessarily like a side business for me, even though it is. But it's like, I don't have to do this. And it is actually fun. And I look forward to it. And that particular video, going back to what I was saying with micro, is that I was literally sitting drinking coffee. And it just kind of hit me. I was like, this is fun. I'm going to put my camera on the ground. And I flipped it upside down. And I don't even know if I did multiple takes. I really couldn't tell you. But um, I did the one and I looked at it and was like, wow, that's interesting. And I thought of micro when I made it and I sent it to him pretty quickly. And I was like, hey, I made you something. And he was like, oh. And, you know, what he did to it was amazing. You know, the sounds of like the swooshing in there. Yes. The splat and like the... um, the rumble at the end that is super important but also like the angle that i caught in the moment you know that wasn't that was me kind of being like wow i think i understand you know um right right. (laughs) so i guess that that if that answers your question i think that was a big moment for me for sure no, definitely. No, I, I think it pretty much did answer the question. No, oh, I do remember because I do remember uh, that edit when he uh, posted it. And, you know, it, it it's so simple, but yes. that that's sometimes that's that's all it takes. That's so, it. That, that's 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 what I love about this fetish. Like, um, you don't have to overanalyze it. And I think that's one thing that all creators do when you're, you know, when you're starting something new, you know, sure. you, you want to make sure you're doing everything right and getting things back down. And, 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 that, and that does mean you care. I've seen some not so great stuff out there. I could go, I could go on and on about that, but right. not to interrupt you, please go on. But <laughs> no, definitely, definitely. You're fine. You're fine. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, no, if you, if you care, you're going to take your time to match a certain, aesthetic style and getting those little things nailed down and um what micro did my favorite part about that is the swooshing because it it's it built that's probably my favorite part of that edit because it builds up in anticipation and it's it's from the perspective of what a tiny would hear in comparison to what you would normally hear 
you know, right. your normal size. Right. Like, yeah, if you're moving your foot with that much force, typically it's going to feel like you're in, it's a windy day or it's going to feel like you're in a hurricane, something like that. So sure. that's, that's, that's really what's cool about it. And I'm glad that's the edit that made you go like, that's it. That's, yeah. I, I get it. That's the, that's where it just clicks. So that's always awesome. And that's one of my favorite edits he's made too. Uh, I, yeah. I go back to it and reference it whenever I'm trying to, you know, get an idea of how would I, how, when would you hear a whoosh if you had a giant just walking past you and things like that. So it's always good to see that. And I'm glad that was your aha moment. That's, that's yeah. really awesome. And I mean, further, um, not to like go back on the question, but you're talking well, earlier about just like community and um, encouraging each other. You know, I, when we like make things with another person in mind or with another editor or another gi giant test in mind, or you're like, I have this idea and right. it's like with you in mind because especially like I'm sure most giant tests like myself, um, I, I don't know how to make edits. And right. even if I did, you know, I, I particularly don't, I don't have a tiny perspective on the fetish. So all I can do is hope I understand and reach a perspective on camera that a tiny would get excited about. So it's really cool to think that I know where something is going and then to hand it off to someone else and they take it in a totally other direction, even and enhance it further than I ever thought it could be. I mean, that, that is really awesome. And it also helps you, you know, going further, you know, if I make stuff for micro or any other, any other editor, I am like literally thinking, I'm like, what would they want to see? Like, what would their perspective want? Right. Like as far as camera angles and um, things like that. I mean, when I worked with Micro and we uh, met in Houston at one point, I like I made a stomp. He's like, "You don't actually don't stomp that hard," because I'm <laughs> I'm gonna put that in there. And I was like, "Oh yeah, that's right." <laughs> I was like, get too excited. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you just like encourage each other. It makes you want to be better, and it helps you like drive each other. I think we all get better because we want to make really awesome stuff and impress each other. You know. Right, exactly, and I th that's that's pretty much how I've always seen how it should be. You know, yeah, um, it's both the editor and the model coming up with things to really make something happen, and it, it's a it's a it's a two person job, and that that's what's awesome about it. You're allowing yourself to really just you know collaborate and that's what collaboration is all about being able to come together create something awesome and put it back out there and see how someone would do it so it's it's definitely it's definitely how can i say this it's <laughs> it's, just, it's just fascinating i guess yeah, like I just, I just love when specific creators and models team up and it, it's crazy like i there's always been like oh man i wish x um editor can work with x model you know and you want to yes. see what it can create because every editor has their own style and every model has their own style and then if you mash them up mix them together with all different editors and whatnot you'll have this crazy you know world of content that will never 
like it, it can be endless almost so that's always awesome and whenever you and uh micro you know collab i'm like oh yeah this is gonna be good i know i'm getting something good from you too so it, it's always exciting to see that so yeah definitely, I've, definitely I've got awesome. a couple others on my list hint hint um but yeah i um i agree it's nice to uh see what what i would really like to see is which i don't feel like i see often or haven't really seen at all is Mm -hmm. two editors like collaborating and using their two perspectives on something i haven't seen that yet and i would love to see that i know that y'all um, talk to each other in terms of the ideas you have and how to like improve or whatever. But I would like to see like, I don't know, like some kind of like symbiotic edit. Like, I think that could that be really be, cool. I don't know what that would entail, but yeah, we all have different ideas and different perspectives. It's cool when we come together. I would love that. I, yeah, that, wow. I didn't even, yeah, like that'd be cool. I, <laughs> I mean, I don't know how, but I'm beginning. I'm like the gears in my head are like starting to turn. I'm like, this is cool, but how will we do it if we could like? And and I I guess this is an open invite or open call. So any <laughs> uh, editors out there that want to team up to make some crazy giantess film, like we talked, like yeah. it would be cool. And me and Colossal talked about this in one of our previous episodes. Wouldn't it would be cool if we get editors from all over? just to come and make like a big movie, like a big giantess feature with everyone's different skills. Some, Cause I know there, other than some video editors, we have some people out there that are good with sound design. Yes. Some that are really good with photography and filmmaking, like people who actually film on a daily basis. Like that, that my friend, I believe what you're talking about would be like a giantess production studio. And that, yeah is the dream right are people doing this is that a thing i know i've seen some studios out there like small studios but that right. would be really dope if you had multiple people just like regular movie studios are working but like specifically for this right um the brightest and the best like all bringing like their particular expertise for one aspect to making some really dope shit yes um that i would my friend, I would have a front row seat at the movies for that. Absolutely. Definitely. We, <laughs> open I mean, call, guys. Everyone. Open call. Everyone. Definitely. Uh, that's something I really want to see because I feel like if all of us came together, we can make a kick-ass giantess film and like... That would be so sick. That, like that... That's how that's how some of the indie um movies get big. Like, yeah. And I feel like those are the better movies you see to, in today's world, you know? Movies yes. that are made with a lot of heart, not made by a big studio, and you're able to really get a vision. So I'm yes. just thinking, like, imagine if and also writers, so exactly, writers. They're out there. I know they're out there. I've oh, seen, yeah. I've seen the little blurbs on the yes. um, captions on Instagram and Twitter. Yes. Like even Reddit. Wow, Reddit, Reddit is Reddit is amazing really good. for finding people that want to write stories, scripts, and other things in the realm of like sex work in general. But I've seen some really amazing giantess edits uh, for story writing. You know, there's, you know, there's people out there. So 
that's the grand dream. Let's do it. Let's all, let's start a giant test production studio where we're not making a film, Jack. We're making films. Uh, films. I like it. We can do that. You hear? Let's, let's manifest that. I'm telling you guys, we can do that. Yes. We got some talented people in this community, so I do. that's something that can definitely happen. It'd be amazing. It'd be absolutely yeah. amazing. Here for it. <laughs> definitely. So for the next question, so we've touched about how we got how you've gotten into the fandom and the community and uh the fetish itself. Um, but is there some aspects of it that like really bother you and <laughs> <laughs> that's <laughs> That is probably, that is probably, yeah, I mean, <laughs> yours. I feel like you already know what I'm going to say. I know. Uh, what I, hey, I, as <laughs> time is going on in, in my, <laughs> in my eight months of being in this community already, I mean, I, and I already get it already as being an editor and getting hounded like, hey, when you're going to make this, hey, can like, can you just do this? And I'm like, yes. yeah. So I, uh, <laughs> I can go on, but. Sorry. Oh, I don't really keep laughing. Um, yeah, I, I, most of it I love. Mm-hmm. There are a couple cringy things out there that I don't love. And um, I say the top of my list um, um, would be, what is it? It's a, uh, well, it's not, it'd be the F4. I call it uh, the F4. Yeah. Um, it's like saying it in its entirety. Like, huh. But <laughs> you know what? I is someone who was new to all this. Um, I really don't, you know, I giggle and I laugh a little bit because it's not my jam. And so uh, I, I don't mean to laugh at anyone that's into that. If you're listening out there, I don't mean to disrespect it. Um, and if you don't know what F4 is, it's V5 of Um I, <laughs> when I first started doing this, I had a few that, I'm out of the gate and I am someone that in all specs of life likes to say that I don't knock anything until I try it. Most things I'll try twice before I really draw a hard line on no. Um, And I made a few uh, videos using the F4 and I got to say, I am not Meryl Streep and I can't sell it and I just can't, I can't dig it. And it's something that it doesn't necessarily uh, trigger anything within me, right? but it makes it for me, it's a bit, it goes kind of like into almost like kind of like a camp realm. And, and I don't think that's how everyone perceives it, obviously, because for some people that is something that they really love. For me, I, I, I can't do it without some kind of weird look on my face so I've actually like kind of basically put that in my hard limit and that's like it's not a disgusting terrible awful thing it's right. just something that I cannot sell you with genuine with genuine heart and I don't like making things that I don't feel great about 
And I don't want to charge you money to make you something that I don't feel good about because you'll be able to tell you'll be able to tell. So, um, that that's where I do, I do, I draw the line on F4, um, along with nudity. I think most people know that about me. I don't do nudity. Um, but I mean, I don't need to. So there's lots of girls that do it. I'm just not one of them. And I'll respect the girls that do because poof, there's some hot mamas out there. There's some hot hotties out there for y'all to look at. (laughs) <laughs> definitely, definitely, definitely. Um, and I and I feel that. Um, I uh, I I can agree with that. I mean, now, like you said, there's some people. I, I get it. I think for me personally, it's a bit too cheesy for my liking. It kind of, I don't know. I mean, like I get it. If people get something from that, that's definitely cool. But I think we're on the same brainwave of that thought. That I, I just if. If I requested, I don't know. It would. It just there's there's a level of cheesiness to it that I don't want in my content personally. But sure. And that's that's part of it too, Jack. I think uh, for me, like like we were talking about before, like I'm like an aesthetics queen. Like I'm exactly. almost a snob about it. So for me, that doesn't. Aside from me not being genuine about it, it doesn't fit into my aesthetics. So I just don't do it. You know. And for one, two things about that. I love the fact that you wouldn't want to do that because if your heart's not in it and if your heart's not in your content, how can, consciously, how could you sell that? So I get it. Exactly. So that, I think we all know I'll, I'll take your money. I love right. money. Right. I'll take it. But I will not take it, like, unethically. Like, to me, it's unethical to take your money and then make you something that I hate that I'm, like, half-assing just to get it done just because I want to make a quick buck. I absolutely refuse. I will not do that. Exactly. and then Oh, no problem. But, um, but yeah, no. I I, I feel that. I, like, and and that's another little sub-thing, because, like, I know there... And this is for all content creators out there. Because I know when I first started, I felt like I had to make a post every single day. And yeah, same. I realized, you know, and, and I think this is goes for everyone. Like, you realize at some point that if you feel like you're pressured or you have to make a, some sort of content every day, it doesn't seem, it won't seem fun anymore. It, Agreed. It will start to feel like you're obligating yourself to do that and when you start feeling like it's a burden you know your quality will you know it will not be your quality will you know not improve it will start to be lesser than what it was when you first started and that's how i am like yeah if someone your quality is what makes you who you are exactly your quality is you like your aesthetics are you that's why they're so important and um yeah, to your point. <laughs> yeah, d- definitely. Because, like, I get it. If you can, if you can make something every day, kudos. To, if you can make something every day and not lose that edge, then that's that's awesome. I wish. I mean, like, if I could, if I could spend all day, which I mean I can't right now, but um, if I could spend all day just training out content for the community, I would. Now. Now, it's not feasible, but I think the thing, when you take your time and create something that's awesome, I think that's worth, as you alluded to earlier, that's something you can be proud of. Sure, and, absolutely. And, and, that's, and that's what you need. And that's what I feel like community 
does need to um, realize, like, especially those who are people who are just observing, like PSA, you know, this is not our everyday lives. Like, trust me. I mean, I, I, I can go on a rant all day and complain about how I was born into the wrong universe. I'm pretty sure I'm supposed to be tiny in another universe, <laughs> but I got to sit to the normal one. So, hey, I got to deal with it. Exactly. But, um, <laughs> but, you know, you got to realize that, hey, we do have, you know, real life stuff to deal with. And we can't do this all the time. While it's nice to get into that role and uh, be, as I am a tiny and you a giant, it's really cool. But... At the same time, we can't just get into that mode and uh, do it all the time. It, it's a lot, but we're taking time out of our real lives to do this. And I think that's one thing that the community doesn't need to understand. That's probably also on the same list. With that does that also bugs me about it? Just the uh, just you know that people feel like you know we're obligated to do whatever. Like you know, if one creator or, or if one editor or model is busy, there, there are hundreds, exactly. if not thousands, out there that can either get to you quickly or make what you want quickly. Because you know, some of us do have obligations outside of it. So it's definitely, um, it's definitely um, something that bugs me about it. So yeah. the thing about that, and I'm pretty sure there's another long list of that. But again, we could. I don't want to make that question into a very angry rant towards. <laughs> right, right, uh, right, right, right. We don't want to do that. We don't want to do that. Um, so I, I definitely understand that. That's always good. So, I mean, so what, what are you thinking about? Let, let's start talking about the future of Maven Keys. Let, and, oh and within this, like, what, what can we expect from you in the future, like, in terms of cab- um, collabs, new content? Like what, what's going on in that aspect? Um, you know, I've always got stuff brewing. Um, I'm actually uh I'm what's been really cool about this year um is you know, like I said, this this community and being able to meet people um online but also in real life a little bit now I haven't met a ton of new like content creators and other models and stuff but I have met some and the ones I have met have been so incredible um I have not been able to shoot with them all I was able to go to a foot party in August with the amazing legend Ms. Michaela Miles and um I met some really awesome people and they're all local to my community. And so I had a lot of doors open to me. Um, My real life work schedule did not really allow me to capitalize on opportunities um, up until like a couple weeks ago. So now my schedule is changing um, pretty, pretty dramatically. And I'm going to have a lot more um, time to work on this stuff, which is great because even though it's technically like a side, I hate to call it a side hustle. Cause at this point, like I do it cause I want to, I literally, there's, I am my boss. I can quit anytime I want and I keep doing right. it cause I like it. Um, so 
I, um, I was, I'm going to have a bondage shoot very soon, um, with respectful bondage. Um, he is based in Dallas, Texas, which is pretty cool. I'm, um, excited to go up there and do something with bondage for the first time. Um, I have another couple of tickle and trample shoots lined up in Houston area, um, in the spring, um, we are, we meaning me and a few other models are talking about getting together in LA, a couple Ooh. other super sexy giantess ladies. Um, one of them being Cleo and <laughs> another being L AKA fiery Pogzilla. Yes. I don't know if autumn is getting in on that action, but we talked about it a little bit. Um, so we're talking about maybe doing that like in the early spring. I know that I am supposed to meet, uh, Ms. Michaela in Florida in the spring as well. She talked to me about going to a foot fetish convention and inviting me to meet quite a few more producers and models because Florida has a pretty big foot fetish scene. Um, and also when her and I were together, the, we were only together for a short time, um, but we wanted to shoot giant test stuff together and we never did. So I'm still okay. gonna, I gotta do that. That is at the top of my list to shoot again with Michaela because she is just, she's a gem of a human, A, but um, just to be able to continue to work with her, like she's such a legend in so many ways. Um, and she is an incredible mentor to me. Um, I can't wait to, keep making stuff with her. Um, and I know, um, Ms. J down in Florida, her and mm -hmm. I have talked about doing stuff at some point. I don't know when, but big fit J she's on my list. Cause she's the homie. She was honestly one of my first feet friends and she's just a gem. I really hope I get to work with her soon. And Ooh, Ooh, I didn't say in terms of editors, but editors who I haven't worked with, um, Nike, my dude. Oh, Nike. Uh, uh, he, Nike. Yes. Uh, the goat, obviously, at the top of my list. Um, yes. Nobody does it like you, buddy. Um, I'm coming for you. If I have to come to Pennsylvania, by God, I will do it. Um, we'll, we're going to figure it out. So yeah. I cannot wait for that man to sit on the other side of the lens and shoot, shoot my size 12s. Cause I am like so psyched for that moment whenever that happens. Um, but yeah, the community that's, needs that's that what's one. in the, that's the, community what's needs the plan. Uh, the community needs that collaboration stat. <laughs> stat. The, the way he shoots. Oh my goodness. Like, uh. <laughs> as someone who started in this, um, who, I, I feel like I have developed a fetish like on my own just because all I do is look at feet now and I never used to, um, right. they ne but feet never bothered me. I never looked at feet and was like, gross, ew. Right. Um, they're just feet. Um, but now I look at them and I'm like, Ooh, there are definitely sexy feet and there are definitely not so sexy feet. Um, but when that man takes pictures, whew. My takes God. my breath away of what he can like he turns feet into art it's pretty special i can't wait to see what he can make my feet look like <laughs> most definitely you give that man a camera and 
just a stand in the back, back set and just yeah. the studio lighting he has. And I'm just like, I, I tell people if you like, if it, if it's one subscri- if it's one subscription, you have to make towards a Patreon. It's his like, then like you, you'll learn so much and sure. he's so good. So the community definitely needs Maven X Nike immediately. <laughs> I'm We're going to work on that. that. We're going to work on that. I'm looking forward <laughs> to that. That's awesome. Um, and then are there any changes which you have, have you done? Like, so from when you first started to now, um, how have there been any change, changes of have you done things in the past? And like, are there anything is there anything you're considering changing for the future? So like in terms of style, the way you shoot, although I've seen that evolution personally, True. so I can, I can say that for myself. Um, yeah. Cause I notice it. Like, I think the thing I like about your post and your content is that there's always this angle, this POV, this lighting that's really good. And um that's one thing I love about your content, the, the way it's been shot, because, you know, even though it's um, you're shooting it yourself, it's like this. This is immaculate. It looks good. And Aww. I just I just love the aesthetic. So, Aww, put that out there. of course, um, I, I yeah, like I've like beat a dead horse. But yeah, aesthetics are super important to me. I. Well, um, I've always like kind of prided myself on having an eye for nice things in general. And right. I really like, I love, I love art and I love interior design and just, I love minimalism. I love clean. I love clean and I love simple. I, things don't have to be over now. I, that, that said, I, oh, I'm a simp for something so extra when it's done right. Oh, I yes. love that. But I personally am kind of a minimalist. So, um, my, my photos have always been pretty simple. And I also realized, you know, as I did research when I started this, that, um, feet, like if guys are into feet, they're into feet. They could literally give a shit about anything else in the photo. Um, (laughs) however, for me, I find that when I look at other photos, the the first things that I notice are things that are out of place. And if anything, when I'm trying to learn and observe, it's not just about what looks good. I take hard notes on what looks bad and what looks terrible. Like Mm -hmm. move that, take that phone cord out of the wall, move that trash can, Mm -hmm. um, like straighten that blanket. Like the, these things are so simple. Um, or just like change the angle of the camera, um, change your lighting. Like you, like lighting is so important. And at first I didn't fully understand that. I thought that I could just take pictures with my phone whenever. And wow, I took pictures at night because that was when I was only, that was the only time I was able to take them. And, um, they were pretty much ring light based and ring lights fine ring lights great and everyone needs extra lighting however the difference between using a ring light during the day and using it at night are 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 quite literally wow pun intended night and day so uh you know figuring out when to shoot is a big deal and that when you're talking earlier about 
creating content and putting it out every day, I have tried to um, change my shoot days to shooting in the afternoon. Like I need to be done shooting by four. Like that's when the best lights pretty much done unless I'm going to be outside. But if I'm inside my apartment, like I have to know where, when the lighting is going to hit. And so I have to schedule around that. I have to make sure that like I'm done, I'm ready. My makeup's done. Like, um, it's been, it's been a challenge because I'm not a photographer. Um, and I just know what I know. I've been obsessed with fashion, since I was a little kid and I used to like, I used to like to read Vogue when I was 14. Like I thought it was fancy AF, like you have no idea. And I like grew up in corn country. So I just wanted to escape always. And I always thought you could escape through aesthetics. Like this is how you show the world. Like you live somewhere else and aesthetics again, like are our fantasy they're not right. real life because every day we all know how our homes look. <laughs> um, unless you're an absolute like clean freak. I am like an organized clean freak a little bit. Like I have organized chaos around my house, but um, yeah, it's not what I look like all the time. But when it comes to fantasy and it, when it comes to cultivating and maintaining fantasy, I think aesthetics are like so key. And so I am always like looking to find inspiration from art pieces and from other photographers. And I did some modeling in the past. And so try to look at some ways that people have shot me in the past. And sometimes I even pick, pick that dude's brain. One of my old photographers, he knows that I do foot modeling. He's one of my only vanilla friends that knows I do this. And uh, he chimes in every once in a while, but he also hates feet. <laughs> <laughs> so he's awful. like i don't want to look at your shit i hate feet and i'm like please please just look um but yeah it's yeah anyway awesome. you get the idea <laughs> definitely <laughs> definitely <laughs> definitely and uh let's get some fan questions up here i know uh yeah. you sent me a few and i have a few but i think the three you sent me are pretty uh solid so um we'll go with this one from um Vault, um, Voltron writer. Um, so, ah, this question. So, how Giants' role play can be done in real life? Um, that's that's an interesting question. I, um, so yeah, how do you think Giants' role play can be done in real life? Um, I'm not sure. Yeah, how would you want to go about it? I know we briefly talked about it in, um, when we were, um, on Instagram DMs, but, um, yeah. Oh, yeah. damn. I thought you were going to like be like, well, from my perspective. I can, I can tackle it. I can tackle it. I'm not sure. I mean, but, I, I, mean I, I actually, <laughs> I would be curious to hear your perspective because uh, mm-hmm. I have done, I have done role play with, mm-hmm. with other guys before, but only in like, like a video chat realm, never right. in real life. So I would be interested to hear what you have to say about that. All right. Awesome. Have you done have you done this in real life, Jack? I <laughs> I I have. Um actually yes. I uh I dated Tea. I dated someone who was actually also into the giantess fetish. Oh sick. Um, Amazing. Yeah, it, it was it was crazy. Um so this is gonna be a fun story for everyone. So <laughs> glad we were able to fit this in. Um but I don't want to have an excuse to. But anyway, um <laughs> yeah, I dated I dated a woman. She 
she was a five eight, and for me, I'm I'm five ten, but tallest girlfriend that I've ever had. So I was over the moon about this, and uh, she was five eight, had some big size ten feet, and uh, I remember I was just saying, oh yeah, I'm into this. She's like, oh really? So I, I I like the idea of being a giant woman and crushing tiny men, and I'm like, oh okay then. So it how can I say it, it, it evolved into it. It's awesome. Like it developed this dynamic to where it would be this wholesome thing where like I would be her tiny and she would be naturally overly protective, even though I was taller than her, but there would be some scenarios where she would take up the role of being always very dominant. And for me, that was like, it's like, how, how can I say it's like it's something you never you knew needed until you got it so <laughs> fair, fair, fair. As, as someone who has had this fetish and met someone who also had this fetish and is on the opposite side of that so I actually had a giantess as a girlfriend in a way and it would be incorporated into any everything so um like little things like if we were having little play fights she was like oh if if you don't do this, I'll step on you. I'm like, okay. <laughs> and then it would be um, just her taking up that dominant role. And, you know, I'm just sitting and I look back on it and it was a very, it's a very cool dynamic because if you can do that in real life with someone who's into this fetish or get someone into this fetish, it's, it comes naturally because okay. um, it depends on the role. So for all my tinies out there, you know, you, you're, you're going to put yourself in this position where you're going to let your giantess take charge and the rest will come naturally. It will just come naturally. And the dynamic in that, in a relationship is a bit more broader because you'll, it, it will put you in a different position, which you haven't been in any relationship beforehand. And I think that's the awesome part about it. So you're really just allowing yourself to not be in charge and just let yourself feel powerless in a way. You kind of forget, you kind of forget in a way that you are your normal size and you just, you just lose yourself in it. And Naturally, like I found myself like laying up under her all the time, even though I'm taller. I found myself <laughs> like just, you know, there would be times where she's like, "All right, let's do this," and I'm like, "No, I'm like do this now, my little tiny." And I'm like, "Okay." So <laughs> it was a very awesome, like it's it's just it just comes naturally, and okay. and it's just you know it's a dynamic that I don't think many people i mean it, it's rare it's very rare like i know the idea of telling your partner hey i'm into it, it's a hard thing to do and i know that's hard for a lot of people just to introduce that fetish to someone they're involved with relationship wise as well but well can i can i interview you for a second and ask yeah, yeah, um definitely ask you since you have actually done this in a relationship in real life mm -hmm. um how how did you how did that even come to the surface that she was into it? Did she just like blurt it out and say like, this is what I like. And you're like, Oh weird. I'm into that too. Or like, how did the, was that like oh, a natural con conversation? 
Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm trying to remember. Because, like, because I was, like, because I remember one of our first interactions, um, she was over, we were watching TV, and she noticed I was hovering near her feet a lot. She said, do you want something? So she 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 picked up instantly that I had a foot fetish. So <laughs> so she's like, um, do you have a foot fetish or something? I'm like, yeah, I do. I do. I just, you know, I have a thing for um, big feet and you have nice, pretty big feet. Can I massage them? You know? Yeah. And that's how it came about. And we were talking and, you know, it started getting into like kinks and fetishes and whatnot. I gotcha. And uh, yeah, she brought that up. So um, she says, yeah, where are you into? And I'm like, well, there's this other fetish I have and it might be a little weird, but I don't mind sharing. <laughs> so gotcha. I was like, like nervous, but, you know, yeah. I, I was, but, but, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm open to sharing. So yeah. I told her, yeah, um, I have this fantasy of being a tiny man and just being a tiny and being around a giant woman. And she's like, she's like oh really i'm like yeah i'm like that's interesting that you said that because i started watching giantess content on um probably shouldn't say this out on a podcast so (laughs) we started watching content on you know the site boys um on said site and you know she said she was into it for two years so i'm like really so it it took me by surprise and that's how it came up so um yeah so it started evolving and then like over text it started um we started role playing a bit in it and uh before i knew it um <laughs> my name and her phone was just tiny and Aww. her name and my phone was just giantess and it was just not it was nice it was nice yeah. so that's that's how it came about so i mean you'll be surprised of what people are into if you just ask so i just got lucky i i will admit that wholly like i'm not sure i'm not sure if i'll come across um someone like that who has a giantess fetish again but like whew, it was it made it enhanced every little aspect of the relationship for oh, me sure. personally That's so cool. and and then if you can find that dynamic so um full-time writer um yeah you if you can find that dynamic the role play will come naturally, especially if you have a vibe with that person and you have, you know, a close knit relationship with that person. You you will be able to get that done naturally. I promise you. It it takes a while, and even if they're not into it, if your partner, if your partner is into it, and they're into you, may not be the ideal way, but you will you'll make it work. That that would that's what that's what I would suggest on that topic. Yeah. Oh man, you like man. wielded that one. Nice work, Jack. Nice work. Definitely. And uh, I hope <laughs> everyone enjoyed that story because I remember when I first got salt posted on the um my story, everyone was like, wait, what? Huh? How? Explain. How did you? And I'm like, okay, I can explain. It's it, it's a good it, and I was excited, like, um because everyone's like um, I asked this on Reddit one time too, and it's like, how did you? How could someone incorporate that? And I said, it's not as hard as you think. You just no, it's not. It's not. It. You just gotta allow yourself to let your giantess be dominant. That's all it takes. The rest will come. That's all exactly. I can say. Yeah. Um, With most things in right light, like exactly. things do come organically when they're comfortable. Exactly. Um, when there's no judgment and when there's no fear, because really that's that is what holds us back from being like. I don't, 
I've never dated with anyone, anyone that would like be into that. And you're like, well, do you, did you ever ask? Well, why didn't we ask? Well, cause I don't know. Are we scared of the answer? And, and I think that that's, that's probably valid. I do think some yeah. of us are afraid. I mean, this, this is a, this fetish is, I, I can see it as being hard to like open up about because it's a, it's very peculiar, peculiar, but in a way I always tell people, like, I feel like if you have a foot fetish, you're but a step away from the giantess fetish. That's, much, that's how yeah. I feel about it anyway. Yeah. And and if you have that, you know, it's just going to be, you're just, it's going to lead to that eventually. So for anyone out there that is dating someone and you have a foot fetish, you are closer to opening that up with your partner than you think. I yes. really do feel that way. And, and I'm sorry. Go no, ahead. no, no, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I was going to say to your point um, earlier, you know, how I was talking about like tiny's being like, kind of like my favorite people to work with because they are so respectful and mm-hmm. so sweet and endearing and just overall really lovable people. Um, the other like side of this that made me kind of understand the giantess fetish is that, you know, people say like wild stuff about feet in general, you know, have like that joke reel. I don't know. You saw the one that posted where it's like the guys were like, yeah, suck toes. And he's like yeah. screaming like, <laughs> um, and you're like, wait, this guy isn't submissive. This is too much. Um, right. So there's certainly that side of the foot fetish where people are like a little wild about it, but, and I'm sure the giant test part can be that way too, in some aspects, but what I thought was really cool about it and what really something um, really clicked in my mind where I was like, wow, um, it's like a more, it is like a fantastical romance version of like female dominance uh, yes. one of, like, I had a couple different tinies say some really impactful things in terms of like, t- I mean, I guess we were talking in role play, but for me, I was like, really like taken aback. Um, one of my favorite ones, if you're listening, hi, Ant-Man. Um, he talked about me being like a giantess controlling a universe that encompasses mm-hmm. other giantesses like me being the mother of them all mm-hmm. and how I allow people to move in the world, him included and the people that I've put into his life, the weather that he experiences on the daily. And it's not necessarily like a God complex, but he's just like, you're so magnificent. You are beyond what's like reasonable in the, in the physical realm. And like that was like appealed to like my romantic heart and then someone Mm -hmm. another one had talked to me about I was like if you could be any size what would you be and he was like I would be like smaller than a grain of sand so like if you walked on me like on a beach you wouldn't even know I was there I was like nothing and like almost wanted to cry (laughs) I was like that's like incredible so it's crazy it's crazy it appeals to like, it certainly appeals to the heart. I think more than normal foot fetish stuff. So it's, 
if you're listening out there, don't be scared to like tell people what you're into because you never know. You never, exactly. You never know. And I think for me personally, because you touched on something that really tugged at my uh, heartstrings there. Because um, like for me, like in the relationship was I was in, like um, it was always like, I like there would be some times where I would have like a bad day at work or it would just be a tough day. And like, you know, when my, when, when I was in that relationship, she would be like, are you okay? Does my little tiny need to be held? And I'm like, oh, my heart. And yes, it, it, it felt like I was being protected and, you know, just, you know, just cheered up. So sure, like it came from a place of care and that's been like, it's one thing for it to appeal to kink wise and everything, but emotionally it felt, it also gave this, dynamic of like feeling I, like I was protected yeah. and it, it's it's nice so yeah guys like you never know you never know you really Just, don't you never know your your fetish can evolve into more things than what you can expect and yes. um if you're able to share that with someone else um especially someone that you're romantically involved with it it can be pretty special so that that's 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 pretty much how I would describe how you can involve that in your everyday life. So yeah. thank you for that question. That was a really good question. Yeah. It, get you it, a soft mommy dom. Yes. Get one. They exist and it's a wholesome feeling. They don't That's always have to be <laughs> they can they can still dominate you, but it can be soft while doing it. Yes, hundred percent. Um okay, another question. This one should be a bit short one. Um um, from Big Feet, from Big Feet Creations, he would like to know how you organize your schedule to maximize your productivity as a freelance uh, creator. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I have to say, hi, Big Feet. Um, I also he also has another page, guys, called Graffiti. Yes, um, that's kind of new. Um, that he's been working on, so check that out. But uh, he super sweet guy. That is an interesting question because I'm, I'm a Sagittarius. And so I have a very hard time because I get distracted very easily. Uh, but what the good thing that, you know, what really keeps me on track, what gives me structure is sunlight, Mm -hmm. um, during the day and the amount of sunlight I have to work with, with taking pictures. I will say um that is a is a factor that kind of keeps me on task sometimes i'm like oh shoot the sun is like changing um and that will literally change especially like the end of the day that will change your pictures in a matter of like 30 minutes um so i do try to be cognizant of that but outside of like the nature realm um i do when i have to film customs and things like that I decide a day that i'm going to film content and content only like that's all i'm doing so I generally say that I want to be done filming by 4 p.m. So I usually give myself, I try to give myself three to four hours to shoot, just knowing how I am, because I will shoot the same pose like four or five times. Mm-hmm. I will move little things because it's just me. So right. I'll move, I'll move lighting, I'll move the camera. I'll change my body. I'll change my outfit. I'll change my makeup. I'll change my hair. Uh, and so I try not to, at first I would try to do, you know, 
um, four or five different shoots like in one day. And that's like so overwhelming. So I usually decide on what kind of outfit I want to shoot for a custom. And then I build other content for um, my OFANS page and Mm -hmm. uh, any other promotional stuff around that. So I'm like, this is the outfit I'm going to take. This is what I'm going to have around me. Okay. So after I film my custom and all the other customs or in between, this is what I'll do for the, so it's not just like custom based only. I'll try to theme everything around that custom or several customs and um, just do all my shooting in one day. And then I, man, I really actually do, man, I feel like I'm being called out. I got to get really, (laughs) I got to get better at like, cutting off hard times and like putting down my phone. And I think that is what's kind of dangerous about this job is that, you know, social media itself, it's like easy to just be like, well, I'm just going to make a quick post. And then, uh, then you kind of end up in like a rabbit hole if you're not careful. So, um, I try to be a little bit more strategic about it. Like these last couple weeks, I've literally wrote down on a dry erase board, like Monday through Friday, uh, as a grid and then wrote down every single platform I have and structured out like one post here, all picks, two vids, you know, and like just how I'm going to post. So I knock those things off my list and then I write down like my customs list. Um, and then I kind of go from there and then I write like as a sidebar, like this day we're shooting this day we're editing, but sometimes I really can't help myself. And I just start editing right away. Cause I get really excited. <laughs> but then I'm like, wait, I didn't post the stuff that I made like three months ago. I need to post that. And I never posted that. I get really, I get, you know, what we were talking about earlier on the day, I kind of get distracted because you get excited about the new stuff you're making. And as you grow, you're like, no, I want to make this now. Mm-hmm. And then the stuff that you didn't post from before, you could post, but you're like, eh. you know, like you kind of feel like you're like, I could post it. It's not bad, but it's not, it's not what I would do right now. Exactly. So that I kind of struggle with that now because there's some things that I have in the, in the vault, so to speak, where I'm like, <laughs> I should have posted that. That's, I mean, that's good, but it's not like great. And I'm sure if it were on any other page, people would be like, why wouldn't you post that? I'd be like, well, I don't know. So I do need to be better about structure and editing and actually just like taking full days off, like being like, I will not check anything Maven related on this day. Yeah. I really need to like do that. I have, it, I need to do that. Tr- but trust. I feel that. I feel that. <laughs> I'm sure you can agree yes. that sex work, uh, social media platforms are greater than, you know, like Absolutely. I look over to my vanilla life and I'm like, meh. <laughs> <laughs> and then I go back to work. I mean, the quote unquote work of this is far more entertaining and fun. And honestly, it's just research. Yeah. At the A end lot of the day. It's just inspiration. So I feel like I'm never not working in that way right and and that that's what makes it fun right right like, exactly that, that that's exactly what makes it fun so 
it, it's a lot. And yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm with you. Your comment earlier just now about how you have to step away because, like, I got to forget I am not Jack the Speck. <laughs> right. 100% of the time. And I got to remember that because, you know, there are some days, especially, you know, since I'm in school too. So I'm like, I got to remember, like, I, I have to be, I have to be myself, my normal self. Ego check. I, I got to make sure I'm not this tiny as much as I wish to be not this tiny. So, yeah. so yeah, you, you definitely got to make sure you do that. So um, it's always important to do that. It's always yeah. important to just have some breathing room between, you know, just being able to still have that passion, but still take a break from it. It's it's a balance that I feel like it's underrated, but it's important to have. And it's good that you can, you got to balance your time out somehow. Cause yeah. if you get your account, if you just like, a, it's like I was saying earlier, even earlier about how you feel like you shouldn't have to feel like you have to post every day. Um, because you're gonna have your audience that's gonna like your stuff, and they're gonna stick around for it, and you'll know who'll sure. stick around for it, you know. And it's important to like space it out and be able to, you know, send everything to all your socials. And like, I'm still trying to break into Twitter, although I've been getting a little better with that lately. But that aside, um, you just want to be able to ease yourself into what your content is and what you're doing with it, and. Yeah. It's important to have that, you know, that management of time and just making sure you're doing everything well and efficiently as possible. Sure. So that's always good. And that was a good question from Big Feet Creations. Yeah, uh, very thanks, good question. So, yes, thank you for that question. And uh, I guess seeing that we're an hour and 30 minutes yeah, in, man, I think it's just flown by. That's that. I, that's why I tell people like, Hey, you just get on here. We'll talk. And before you know it, there will be a podcast episode. So, yeah. um, Fun times, I think, Jack, this has been a good combo. I'm so glad to have you on, Maven. I'm so glad to have <laughs> you on. Um, and as always, if you ever want to come back in the future for, um, any future episodes, um, going to close, we have four more episodes in this current run, but if you ever want to come back for the next season, you are absolutely free to, and uh, I'm just extending it invite to you um, now and just, you know, in the future, if you ever want to come back, you are always welcome. You know, I'm down 100. Awesome. Awesome. Next time we're going to talk then. about music a little bit. We'll segue. We'll go fully out of the realms. We got to talk about, we got to jam on music. We got to get oh, yeah. out of the. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the fact that we vibed on uh, Brock Hampton. Yes. I mean, we, we definitely, definitely had a vibe up on music. We'll, we'll, we'll have to get that in a future conversation for sure. Uh, um, but you know, I'm down. I'm down to hang and talk anytime you want. Love it. So um, with that being said, I, I'm going to go ahead and close up shop here. So, um, Again, thank you, Maven, for joining me for this uh, week's episode. And uh, next next episode, and this one's going to be exciting, I am going to have L on. So, um, yeah, Pari Pogzilla. Pogzilla is going to be the next episode. So, um, guys, get hyped for that. That's going to be fun. I can't wait to uh, have her on and, you know, interview her. So, be on the lookout for that. That will be coming from so it will be your episode this episode is going to drop when it drops and uh, her episode is going to come on monday so look out for that it's going to be awesome so before we get on out of here where can everyone find you 
again just a lover oh, yeah. um because i've been delayed in a couple times um mm-hmm. my main handle um elevated maven uh that's going to be my only fans profile my twitter profile my reddit profile and most importantly my cash app profile and then um uh for instagram right now it is prodigiously maven and that is the same for tiktok as well um i haven't been deleted by the bots on those guys yet so we're we're going strong um but prodigiously maven um if you check me out on twitter or all the other ones that you know me by is elevated maven i have the my little links um in all of those bios so you can just tap it and find me in all the places so you don't have to spell the things but i appreciate y'all thanks for having me jack this has been really fun awesome and always glad to have always glad to have a guest like yourself on so thank you for being <laughs> here also there's one thing you did leave out. I'm going to, you know, remind everyone. Birthday in a few days. Oh my gosh, yes. It is my birthday in 6 days, everyone. I am my birthday is December 13th, so if you want to send me a gift or just, you know, tell me happy birthday and thanks for being born, I would so appreciate that. <laughs> Definitely. In fact, ironically, this episode is dropping on your birthday. Oh, like a real life so oh, that is crazy. Yeah. Unplanned circumstance. Unplanned circumstance. Wow, I love it. Awesome. Oh, that's amazing. So, I guess I mean when this drops, happy birthday and at least completely honest to me. So awesome. (laughs) Already then. Well, again, if you guys need to find me, you guys can find me at Jack the Spec on Instagram and the same on Twitter. And if you ever need to email me for anything of the sort. That would be jackdespec15 at gmail.com. And for myself and Maven, this has been Sizing Up, and we will see you guys soon. Bye. Bye.